Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. What? You missed your deadline? But how? I thought you said you had a lot of time. Well, looks like you need a plan, don't you? Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we get into something very practical and something that a lot of people are going to be needing to use very soon. And join me as we talk about your... Work from Home Survival Guide 101. I'll see you on the flip. Hey, you made it. And it seems like there are going to be a lot more people starting to work from home in the next few days. So at the time of this recording, there has been a um, a plea and some mandates for people to please uh, stay Uh, in place, uh, self-shelter, social distance, and the like, so that we can flatten the curve, get over this um, issue that we're going through right now. And there is a lot of wisdom that is out there that I want to share with you. Uh, As a person who has worked from home for many years, well over a decade, and had the task of running a household from what I was able to get done in a given day. I don't take it for granted, but, um, and not, but, and I want to just hopefully give you a few little insights and wisdoms if this is new to you, um, and hopefully help you to get ready for what to expect. So the first thing is, is, uh, my heart goes out to those of you who are having to deal with multiple spinning plates, uh, on the fly homeschooling, having to work from home, possibly having to take care of or see about uh, elderly relatives. My heart really goes out to you. And I am just going to, you know, send you love and support and understand that we're out here holding you up. Okay. So let's get into it. The first thing I want to say is this, is that you have to be in a mental uh, place to be prepared to do what you need to do. I don't really go with mindset. That's not not something that I jive with. And the reason why is because our brains should always be changing as we learn, experience more things. Those little indentations that you've seen in drawings, renderings, and even pictures of actual brains are real thoughts, experiences, and archives, if you will, of uh, what we've experienced. And As you continue to grow and learn, your brain 
continues to grow, learn, and create new indentations and crevices. And that's called neuroplasticity. And we're very thankful for it. So I'm going to tell you to please don't look at this as a quote unquote new mindset that you need to try to embrace to work from home successfully, but instead allow your mind to flow with you as you encounter your new experiences that you're going to have. And understanding that there are going to be so many things that you did not know were under just under the surface that are going to rear up and show you who you are. Now, yesterday and a few days ago, I actually talked about uh, getting to the point where you get quiet and still and start to explore who you are below the surface, below the top, the tippy top of the iceberg. And the reason why I asked you to do that is because when it comes time for us to do the work and to be in a place where the buck stops here and there's there's no one looming over us and we have to face ourselves and the blinking screen the laptop the zoom video the video editing whatever it is you're doing to work from home it's going it's going to be where it's just the right uh perfect storm for those things that lurk just beneath the surface to come and rear their ugly head, whether it's nervous eating, eating out of boredom, uh, whether it's procrastination, uh, having your mind divided by different thoughts, uh, trouble concentrating, and the list goes on and on. Those are going to be things that you're going to have to face and meet. And I wish I could tell you that once you slay that dragon in the morning, you won't have to deal with it anymore. Mm-mm. Almost on a minute by minute basis, you're going to have to get to the point where you realize that you've got to flow with your situation and believe because it takes a whole bunch of belief. It takes a whole bunch of reassurance and um, subduing that critical mental editor that's constantly in the back of your mind, uh, chattering, uh, telling you, you know, you can't do this, uh, doing things to uh, make you remember, oh, I need to go and reorganize the, the, the plates in the cabinet and dust and all these things that would try to get you off of what you're supposed to do. That's going to be one of the biggest things. And a lot of people, when they think about working from home and not working in an environment where they have teams and accountability, they kind of sort of already know that this is the big thing that's probably waiting for you to uh, have to endure. But I will say this, that it gets to where when you, when, when you, when you determine that you're going to make it through, you're going to succeed, you're not going to miss deadlines, you're not going to procrastinate and those types of things, then it gives you an impetus, it gives you fuel uh, to go forward and start doing what you can and what you must to make it through your day. So now that we've talked about how you really want to not take it for granted that, oh, just because I want to do something means it's going to happen. And you understand that it's really about your your mental capacity, your mental state, your mental flow. Uh, that's going to help you because that's the foundation. It's the fundamental of what it takes to be able to work from home. 
And so with that, there's a saying uh, in the online world called make your bed. And to quote unquote make your bed is to have a regimen, a routine, a religion, if you will, ritual even of getting up and getting prepared and ready to face your day. Making your bed means that you have moved from the state of sleep, of uh, entertaining yourself, of uh, being off, to now you're in the, the state of being at work and being ready for your day. It is very true that to have a time of uh, of when you get ready for your day, it helps to set up your day. For me, I don't always make it this way, but I uh, and I don't I don't even like to do it. But for me, it's get up, get on the treadmill, do my walk, and I actually have a little desk where I can uh, put my laptop on it, if, and and I don't walk fast, <laughs> but I can uh, do some writing, make notes of things that come as I'm walking. Then it's on to the shower, dressed, and in my office at my desk by a certain time. And uh, recently, I have had to go back to stern, austere even, measures of getting around distraction. So with working from home, One of the things that I can tell you is it shouldn't be any different from when you are working at a desk at your office. You do the stuff you're going to do in the morning, you get dressed, you get to whatever area you're going to use to work from, and you then move into the area of being diligent and consistent. And I've talked about that before on the podcast, uh, on different podcasts. And so in order to do that, it means that you have to get to the point where you start testing. And I'll I'll say, give yourself uh, a few days to find your bearing and find out when you are most productive on your own. You see, it's different if you work in an office than if you work for yourself. For some people, their golden hour uh, hours are going to be early afternoon. Some people it's going to be midday. Some people it's going to be first thing in the morning. But there are golden hours where your mind just says yes, and you set yourself up to be able to focus more. In order to help you get a jump start on this focus, determine the particular time of day that you know is going to be best for you. The majority of people is going to actually be in the morning, but if that's not your case, it's okay. And if you know that's not the case, then plan for it when it does hit. And to be diligent and to be consistent, and remember I said I've had to take austere measures, Um, my golden hours have changed. They used to be at night. And um, over the last few years, it has swapped to, you guessed it, in the mornings. And so what I tend to do is I try to remove as much distraction as I can when I'm at my desk. And so I actually time myself and I try to keep my phone off. I mean, turned off during the weekday, turned off for at least um, two hours. But I I like to go four hours at if I can, but because of the way and the nature of things, usually I can average two to three hours. And 
it is amazing how many times my hand will reach out for my phone only to remember, oh, it's off. <laughs> and, and I get right back to what I'm doing. Um, having the ability to focus is also going to mean if you can, t- don't take this, you know, the wrong way. But if you can, when you get up in the morning, don't turn, um, you know, the TV on and leave it on. Um, if it's going to be hard for you to turn the TV off to settle down to work, don't turn it on. Say, you know, okay. I am not able to watch the TV at work, so I'm not turning the TV on until I get off of work. And if that means that you're not turning the TV on until six, six, seven at night, that's what needs to happen. Because working from home is, you're going to notice, it's going to take more than working from uh, a job. The next thing is to have and establish work boundaries. Do not let your work seep over into your personal life. Have definite lines of demarcation where you're like, okay, now I'm on the clock. Now I'm not. And take your breaks. Take your lunch break. Take um, your your uh, bio breaks uh, to get up, move around, go get water. Uh, hopefully, you know, don't, 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 snack all the time. I know that's hard to say and and I am not going to be hypocritical about that cuz um only because I eat in a eating window do what you know do I not do that. But it was because of working from home that I had to get my arms around that endless snacking and had to know the times that I could eat and the times that I couldn't <laughs> because it goes back to having that quote unquote make your bed time when you know I'm in work mode and this is what we do to get things done. And so the next thing and I know I'm I'm kind of like I am actually reading off of a list, but I really kind of want to just give you these insights and you know pick the ones that that you find interesting or that you find that you need. And so the next thing is is to understand what is the proper goal you should have for either the different parts of your day or for your day. When you're working from home, one of the greatest things you'll get into the habit of doing is making some bullet points of things that you uh the goals that you want to achieve. And I would say that if you have a job where you know the stuff that is expected of you during a given day to constitute a day's work from your employer, write those down and put them into some type of manageable outline or bullet point system so that you'll be able to get your head around what you're doing. Because when you are working, especially if you know what your golden hours are, nine times out of 10, you can knock out anywhere from 50% or more of your bullet points for the day when you do these things of making sure your mental game is right, making your bed, meaning that I'm at work, period. I'm at work. And then being diligent and consistent to stick to the task, remove the distractions. Um, if you've got kids at home, and uh, if if at all possible, put them on the same schedule and uh, make sure that they're doing their work. I don't know if it's a homeschool situation or if the, um, hopefully you'll still have teachers that are going to be online with the kids. And if you've got to do it hour by hour where you close that door, get the work done and then come back out you know, in between time to help them get situated, please do what you can, but don't take this lightly because the days will get away from you. It is 
one of the hardest things that I tell any person that's wanting to work from themselves, work from home, have the lap, uh, the laptop lifestyle, is that the hardest thing is managing yourself. And that brings me to the next one. And that is to level up your per- your sense of personal responsibility. The best way I like to say it is to have a, res- a, a, a persona or a walk-in. You know, when you sit down at that desk, imagine the everyday you sliding off to the side and the best work you sliding in to take up the mantle to do what is required. Uh, maybe it's even your alter ego that takes over when you work. Even Beyonce has one that she, when she hits the stage, she's not Beyonce, she's Sasha Fierce. And I think this it's not only a clever and creative way to do what you need to, it's actually something that helps you to obey that line of demarcation of when you're off the clock and when you're on the clock. And being able to have that sense of I'm in work mode and this is what I do will help you. Now, I'll also tell you something else. Um, I tell people, you know, when they ask me, well, can you do this or can you do that? I'll tell them I have to check with my uh, my manager. And if she says it's okay, then that's okay. And they look at me kind of quizzical because they know I work for myself. But I actually really mean that because if you're able to separate you, the the manager or supervisor for me it's me the business owner but if you if you have to sup, uh, uh, separate you the manager of you from you the worker of you it's going to really help uh, because you will be able it's, the mind is an amazing thing and you'll be able to differentiate between oh well I can do it or I can take this call or whatever uh, and not. And that brings me to the next part of this personal responsibility. Whether you say it outright or uh, you do not pick up the phone, please manage your time on the phone. People around, I this is something that a lot of people who work from home, a lot of people who work for themselves are probably already uh, nodding their heads because they know, they know what I'm going to say. You have to make people aware that you are not, you are not off the clock and you are not their babysitters or holding the phone, listening to them talk for hours during the day. It's just, it just can't work. And if it's a problem, then limit it to maybe one time a week where that friend or that family member calls you and you put them on the speaker and you still can, you know, do your work and let them talk. Um, I used to have an issue with people who would think that because I work from home that they could call me on their evening commutes home and uh, talk to me while they're in their cars driving because they're bored out of their skulls, but I'm still working. And it is something that you'll look around and all your time will be gone and <laughs> you'll be well over the time when it's time for a worker you to clock off and regular you to get back, you know, your life. So guard these times Take personal responsibility to make sure that you manage people's expectations, and that includes family, friends, children, and whoever's in your social system to let them know 
during the day, it's nothing has changed. I am still on the clock and we've all got to make this work. All right. Um, I hope this is, you know, helping you. I've got a few more, but I hope this is uh, helping you to understand that what you don't uh, do all the time, you can't expect yourself to be good at. It takes practice and you have to get to the point where you can work on it and understand that you're probably going to not be very good at it when you start out. So like I said, give yourself a few days to, first of all, find those hours where you tend to just be in the flow and it's not as hard for you to produce and crank out the work as it is at any other time. Mark those times so that you can uh, know that this is the time that I am going to home in, do the work, have no distractions and just get it out. Uh, We call this the high output time. And it's not that it's the same time every day, but you will notice that more often than not, you'll have this spurt of energy or this ability to focus. And it usually lasts anywhere from three to five hours. But the sweet spot is usually going to be three to four hours where you have this ability to just focus. And if you can identify that, that's a shortcut that will help you tremendously. And know this, that when you are attempting to uh, schedule your day and, and make sure that you figure out what you're supposed to do, if you know what your job is, and say, for instance, it's taking phone calls, okay? and you know you got to take phone calls all day, but you also have to document, you have to do some administrative p- paperwork, and you have to make sure that your productivity is up. Look and see how you can prioritize uh, what you're doing so that you can take advantage of that time when you're going to be really good at what you do so it balances all out the time when you're not. Now, let's talk really quickly about siesta because siesta is real, okay? When you are working with others, you can kind of coast on other people's energy around you. So say, for instance, uh, you notice that you come back, you take your lunch, you know, around the usual time, midday, you come back and around two to three, you're sleepy. You get up, you take a snack, you get some coffee, you go and you chat a little bit with your friends, you come back and from maybe three to five, you are able to give a little bit more before you get ready to go home. Well, what you're experiencing is siesta. And yes, uh, some people are put into the sleepy time by the the digestion of what they ate from from their food. Uh, But then there are just certain things about our circadian rhythms that we tend to get entrained with everyone else. And there is a reason why some cultures and some countries actually have siesta time that it's okay. Have you ever noticed that there are some restaurants that they say they're closing down for a changeover from lunch to dinner? And it's kind of funny that their their changeover is usually going to start at around three and they're going to open back up at around six. Well, yes, they do actually change over (laughs) from uh, the lunch service to dinner. 
But it also came out of, historically, came out of the fact that people needed to take a break. They needed to slow down. And so it didn't make sense for the restaurants to stay open when people were sleepy or they wanted to just laze about. And so they took that, took advantage of that time. Now I'm telling you this because this doesn't go away just because you're working from home. I want you to be aware that you possibly could be affected by a natural siesta. And I don't know if it's going to exactly hit you at 2 or 2.30 or 3, but just be aware that if you find that that's the case, and I'm going to tell you, if that is the case, it's a little harder when you don't have a lot of people around you, you know, everyone feeding off of each other's energy and expectation to keep working. I want you to take precautionary measures. And that is, if you can handle it, instead of snacking on something, don't go lay down in the bed, but possibly take a 20-minute nap. You know, set your set your phone, your clock or whatever, 20-minute nap, no more than 40 minutes. And that will refresh you to get you through the rest of your day. Or you can get up and uh, do 10 minutes of movement, whether it is um, jumping jacks or squats or uh, uh, some kind of marching in place or something to, to move the body, you can do that. And the reason why I am stressing this is because if you are caught unawares of a siesta that's coming, it can take you out for the rest of the day to the point where you manage to only get a portion of your morning done for your job. And we don't want that happening because that's not going to bode well uh, for the longevity of your job, your productivity, and even your psyche. Because if you are the average person who wants, you know, to work for, you know, an honest dollar, you don't want to feel bad that you find that you're you're falling into this habit of slacking off in the afternoon. And it's easily preventable. And that is why we are having this work from home survival guy 101 talk. Because wisdom wants you to be aware of what's out there and uh what is normal and customary that you're not alone and these are the things that you have to be aware of and the the last few moments that um we have i want to actually kind of like sum this up and help you to uh make a plan and be very practical so if you're listening to this and you've got some time before you have to start your work week from home, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to decide when are you getting up? Because yes, if you're working from home, you don't have that commute that you have to um, put in. But I do want you to take time to make it where you can exercise and I would ask that you possibly try to fit it in in the morning so that it doesn't get forgotten (laughs) because exercise still helps with your mental capacity to be able to do your job during your day. Um, But I also want you to put in the time to do your exercising, get your shower, and get ready to sit at your desk and take care, take advantage of your 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 golden um, hours. Okay, 
And that means that you can't like say, oh, I'm going to sleep in. Try to keep as much as possible. Try to keep a schedule similar to the one that you had. So if you normally got up at six and you normally started work at eight, still consider getting up at six doing an hour of uh, exercise and then taking care of your um, dressing, you know, shower dress and everything so that you can be at your desk by eight. And that, you know, that'll still give you time to have a little breakfast if you do your breakfast and stuff and be at your desk. And then put in, if you will, put in a schedule. Now don't make it too strenuous, but put in a schedule of what uh, is going to be your golden time when there are no distractions, when you're not going to be checking email all the, uh, you know, every time it dings, you know, maybe you'll suppress the notifications that you get and, or maybe you'll be brave enough and turn your phone off so that you won't even be tempted before the, the timer goes off that, okay, you can turn your phone on. Get to that, you know, schedule that in. And also make sure that you remember to change personas. Let your Sasha Fierce come sit down at your desk. Let that persona, that work part of you take over and do what you can to be diligent and consistent. Make sure you look at how to prioritize. And if you can, put what it is you do on a daily basis or what you want to do that day in bullet points, because this is another trick. If you put what you want in bullet points, and I like I'll just say, write them out on a little notepad. And once you get something done, tick it off. Put a big old check mark by it or cross through it or exit out. And that is going to give your psyche the uh, feel of accomplishment and advancement because small wins matter and they do a lot to help you continue to go grow. And then when your day is done, let your day be done slide out of that persona and put back on your regular everyday home self. Now, I know that not everyone has a special room that they can go to, but what I will say is, is whatever space you use, please dedicate that space to work. Even if, and I have seen this and I have no problems with it, even if it is you setting up your ironing board with your laptop on it and your notepad. Let that be your sacred space where the only thing that gets done in that area using those materials are going to be work because you want to subconsciously train yourself to trigger an anchor to the fact that if I'm in this room or if I'm in this location using these things, we get work done. Please don't work from home from your bed. I did it for for years and, you know, it's not, it's, it, eventually it doesn't work. It is not good. It's not good for your health, not good for your mental capacity or your product productivity over time. Get thyself up, get exercised, get dressed, and get working. And please make sure that you have the right mental frame of mind. So guess what? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.